Hi lifers, this is Heather Drew and this is the Life in the Whirlwind podcast. Today I am recording on location. I am sitting at an arboretum near my house and you will get to enjoy the lovely sounds of uh, Philadelphia metropolitan area arboretum. Uh, I'm at Morris Arboretum of Pennsylvania University and I'm sitting in my favorite spot in a little tucked away area so you'll be hearing lots of birds and some water and some wind it's about 82 degrees I don't know if you can just imagine that it's beautiful outside so I thought I'd bring you along with me to this lovely spot okay today is episode 23 and this episode is called foundation and flow So a lot of us, I am going through this. I know many of you are uh, because you've told me um, just about all the people I know have someone either graduating from college or high school or grad school or, um, you know, there's these educational endings, these academic endings, but also these blocks of time of, you know, seasons ending or anniversaries of deaths things like this and there's a lot of question of sort of now what so I thought that maybe we could talk about that a little bit and um you know I you're probably sick of hearing me talk about the fact that I became a yoga teacher but I can't part of me like can't believe it's true so I keep on saying it to myself maybe I'll believe it someday but I, d- I did just finish my teacher training and um, a friend of mine texted me, you know, a few days after the program officially ended and said, so what's next? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and it just made me think of this, that there's this, uh, you know, this ending to these blocks of time. There are these endings type of thing. And, you know, we talked about the four parts of everything. So there's, you know, there are these sort of ripples afterward um if you don't know what I'm talking about I'm talking about a previous episode a couple weeks ago the four parts of everything where there's the beginning or birth of something there's the duration of something and then there's the ending or the destruction of something and then there's this ripple effect there's this sort of reverberation of the event or the person or the thing experience and um you know those have, even the ripple itself has different categories and parts, right? So there's this immediate thing of, um, that's kind of where I am. I just finished this teacher training program that I've been waiting two years to do. And I'm in this immediate ripple, which is just kind of taking it in and feeling what I feel. And it's like feeling the change of speed in my life is kind of like has me reeling slightly. And, uh, and then there's the larger ripple after that, which is, you know, how has this left its permanent mark on me or this permanent, permanent ish mark on me? You know, how has this impacted me and sort of sitting in that resonance of the larger picture being changed. But then there's this new practical aspect of the ripple, which is new frontiers, right? It's this you know, when one thing ends, a new thing begins, right? And um, these new frontiers are ever before us in some ways. 
but some more remarkable and memorable and significant than others maybe. So one thing I've decided that I need, and I want to talk about this with you and see what you guys think. Um, one thing I've decided that I need after this program and this block of time, this, this really important training for me has ended. I feel like this is what, this is sort of this conclusion that I came to today. I learned so much. I, um, (laughs) I memorized so many things. I integrated so much information into my body, into my mind, into my, the practice of life. Um, because yoga is not just about your body, by the way, in case that wasn't abundantly clear, but you know, I integrated all this stuff, all this information. And then I took this exam. I took, you know, one of my teacher actually said, my teacher Jake's actually said, the regurgitation is just for certification. Yoga has already transformed all of you. (laughs) You know, that's the truth. Um, So anyway, I've, I've learned all this stuff that I've successfully regurgitated. But now it kind of feels like it's time to unlearn some things and that's not a bad thing so I think you know life is a delicate balance of learning and unlearning things Um, maybe you practice something the same way every day for several years maybe that's something that you do maybe you brush your teeth exactly the same way or you make your coffee exactly the same time of day whatever it is it's like all this these things these like rituals these patterns these ridges in our lives right these like well-worn paths we we learn them and we're good at them and we can do them in our sleep practically but there's a lot of interesting things that can come from unlearning what we know and um yeah this this is a delicate balance right so it brings us to our title foundation and flow so this morning to keep it in the yoga realm for me because this is just my happen this is my here now example this is what happened to me today and i want to share with you I went to a different yoga studio. Oh no. <laughs> for some of you, that may surprise you. I, I've been at the same yoga studio for 10 years, but uh, I occasionally go elsewhere. But um, there's another one of my favorites. I visited that one today, and I, one of my favorite teachers actually teaches there, and my very first teacher ever actually teaches there. And I practiced with both of them this morning, and it was very lovely. But... Um, it's the perfect example that, you know, here I have learned all these specific ways of doing, doing an asana practice, um, these different poses and the ways of breathing and the things that you're paying attention to, the, where your awareness is drawn in the way of the studio where I learned. But now, this morning, I go to this other place and it's different. Um, and she's asking me to draw my attention to something else. And she's asking me to do a pose differently. And, you know, it's just very interesting. And she was lovely in her care of me 
Um, she kept reminding me to sweetly, sweetly care for myself as I was doing this unlearning. She knew what was going on. Anyway, it was lovely. But, um, but let's talk about what's happening in flow and foundation. I'm going to start with flow. Even though the title is foundation and flow, I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to start with flow. So um, this all comes from the, uh, this all sort of like, I've been thinking a lot about this and it really like clicked itself into place. It was like the key went into the lock and the pegs all lined up this morning when I was in this yoga practice and my teacher, Alex, sort of, she gave this imagery that like clicked it right into place for me. So I'm going to talk about that, but um, I'll revisit that in just a second. First, let's talk about flow. So um, there's a helicopter. Hey, helicopter. So flow has a lot of different meanings to a lot of different people. So I'm going to take the broadest stroke possible. And I'm going to lay this out as broadly as possible for you. And knowing, no, you know, I know, we all know, that there's way more to this than what I'm describing. But this flow word, it's kind of like another way for full participation or in something. Um, This absorption, this sort of jiving or harmony uh, with something larger, like a larger reality. And um, what it requires, this is, so this is kind of put out in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so, there's some positive psychology stuff that talks about flow in a different way, in a very specific way. So I kind of took a little bit of that and I took a little bit of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs stuff um, and kind of mushed it all together in like a flow sandwich. Um, So a little bit of this, a pinch of this, a teaspoon of that, blah, blah, blah. So here's what I came up with. It requires high skill level, and high, you know, high, high participation level, high ability to accomplish or be something. Plus, a high challenge level is kind of how happy, how I always call it happy psychology, how positive psychology frames this flow business. So, here's here are a couple bullet points about this, as you can, so you can imagine what this means, maybe. So you know what to do or be. And this really is about being. It's not really about accomplishing a task. It really is about being, not doing. But um, that often involves uh, behaviors or observable, you know, whatever. I can't think of the word. Fridays are my day when I can't really remember words. And I'm recording this on a Friday. So you know what to be or do. You know how to be it. You basically know how it's going, and you basically know where to go with it. So this is like a thing that you're doing, or you're being, or you're practicing, and you're focused, and you're energized, and you're carried by it. Hence this, you know, word flow. It's like you're, it's like you're being carried by it. It's this thing that's sort of like bigger than you. There's like flow of something, and it's really it is said to lead us to our ideal state or our ideal self. 
and it's kind of this sweet spot. It is. It's this sweet. It's like effort and ease at the same time. It's really quite beautiful if you think about it. I wonder if you've ever felt that before. I'm not sure if as I'm describing this, you're like, what the heck is she talking about? I've never felt that before. And that is actually something I've always wanted to feel, but, I've, but I haven't. So if that's the case, I hope you find that for yourself. And uh, perhaps we can talk about that in another episode, how to find your flow. But that's another day. Today we're going to stick to this. But without foundation, there can be no flow. Or maybe you would like to argue with that. But this is, I think this is true. Here's my argument. I'm sort of trying to convince you of this. Without foundation, there can be no flow. So coming back to my yoga practice this morning, at the end of a yoga asana practice, when you go to a studio or you watch your YouTube channel or whatever, however you practice, um, I, I prefer studio practice and home practice alone. Those are my two preferred methods of practicing. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go into more detail there. Anyway, um, so I'm sitting in, at the end of this practice, you have, there's a pose called Shavasana, which is called corpse pose. And you lie down on your back and you let your feet fall out naturally and you let your hands fall out by your side naturally and your head and your body, your entire body is resting on the earth, on your mat and you're basically letting the, the earth hold you and you're efforting not at all. You're just lying there. It's my favorite part of yoga practice. In fact, I wrote a blog post two years ago, I think, called uh I think it was called I think the blog post it's on my website here um I think the blog post was called more yoga less spinning but I remember one of the things I was talking about was how shavasana is the why I practice yoga because it's this lovely ending reward or whatever but it's so important anyway it's here here's why all this matters I swear I'm not just rambling I am a little bit but there's a point to the rambling I know some of you are really shaking your head right now. <laughs> and I know exactly who you are, too. Oh, got your number. So I'm lying on the floor in Shavasana in Alex's yoga class this morning. And she says, you know, we're all, we have our eyes closed. Most of us. I did. And she says, feel the flow that you cultivated during this practice. Feel the flow of breath, feel the flow of energy without controlling it, without manipulating it, just noticing it and feeling it and take it a step further and imagine that there is this sort of current in you that is like water, that there's this current that flows through you. And that it sort of extends beyond you. And um, I had this image in my mind very clearly of like lying on top of water. I don't know if you've ever laid on a raft that is really small or 
we go we go camping every year in Vermont and we I have this my favorite part of it is just laying on a raft on the lake and literally just feeling the water kind of move me as I float so that's the image that she asked us to channel and conjure up and uh, sort of seep ourselves in steep ourselves in and then she said now that you have imagined this flow this current of you know whatever flowing through you like water like this water rippling you now notice how the ground is also holding you so there's this flow current of um energy of vitality of creativity of blood and breath and bone and just these all these you know this whole like physical and non-physical body stuff going on and on top of that all all of this energy all this flow all this uh you know current it's all happening on top of this very stable foundation the ground and imagine and and really think about it holding you what what an image that is i i mean that's just ugh it's that was really powerful to me i don't know if you can practice this but if you are able to practice this if you are able to lie on the ground after this and just lay on the floor just lay on the floor and imagine this like imagine you know what it feels like to sort of be on a lake maybe or be on a river floating and just feeling this like rippling through you you are dynamic in every way every part of you is dynamic no part of you is static even your bones are not static technically fully um there's life flowing through you and there's spirit flowing through you all the time and it's always in a current And you are on top of this unshakable floor, this, this immovable reality, right? <clears throat> this is, I'm realizing this is a kind of messing with my mountain analogy, but it's not really because the mountain is part of the earth and even the mountain itself is a little bit dynamic. Anyway, all that to say, let me give you another, let me give you another image. I think images are very powerful and they really speak to me and they really kind of help me manifest realities. Um, they sort of take the spiritual realities and the energetic realities of the world and help me make them tangible in my life. So maybe this is helpful and maybe I'm going in reverse order. Maybe I'm taking the manifest and making them spiritual, but Here's a story that I want to tell you. This is a story that my friend told me about when he was younger. Um, he said he was swimming across a lake, actually, um, to keep with the metaphor. He was swimming across a lake with his cousins. And he started getting really tired suddenly. And he sort of, I don't know if you've ever had one of these moments. I hope I'm not giving anyone a panic attack here. But if you've ever had one of these moments where you're swimming and you, you're like free swimming and there's no, nothing, no flotation device or anything. And you're suddenly like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I can't, 
make it across the lake. There's no way I'm going to make it. And then you kind of start to panic a little bit. Like you're not really sure how you're going to make it and survival kicks in and your sympathetic nervous system kicks in and adrenaline kicks in and all these other, you know, fight, flight, freeze stuff kicks in because your body wants to survive. Um, so here he is in the middle of the lake starting to feel this panic and his cousin says, what's going on? I might mess up, mess up the details. Sorry, friend, you know who you are. You're listening to this and you're maybe thinking the details aren't quite right. Sorry. I'm using some artistic license, but the cousin said something like, you know, are you okay? What's going on? Why aren't you swimming? Like, why are you panicking? You look like you're not doing so well. And, um, he's like, no, I can't make it. I can't make it across this lake. I got to I can't make it like I can't make it back and I can't make it forward. And the cousin just said, stop flailing and float. Just tip your head back, lay on your back and tip your head back and lift your chin and just float and just breathe and rest. And he did. And he was fine. And he rested there for a while And then he swam back to shore eventually. So there's this stop flailing and float or flow, perhaps. There's this image of us floating, us flowing on a current, us somewhat resting, like the, you know, floating on your back on water it's not the it's not like this natural thing. You kind of have to know how to do it. I had to teach my kids how to do this. When I was teaching them how to swim, I had to teach them how to do it because the natural tendency is to just kick your legs and kick your arms, you know, throw yourself around, try to swim, but that actually makes you sink. And just laying flat, breathing and tipping your chin up um, in a specific way, it's a certain kind of effort. And it's full of ease at the same time. And it enables you to rest. So here is this image of floating. Both, you know, effort and ease. The flow, as it were. And you know the shore is there because you came from it. You know it's in sight. Maybe even if it's not in sight, you know where you came from. Because somehow you got into this lake and... You know, you haven't been swimming your whole life. So you came from somewhere and it's that shore. It's that stable shore. And there's even some of that stability of the shore in the flow itself, in the floating, in the laying on your back. Um, Even though you're dynamic and you're in motion, you're still, you have a stability that is almost um, mimicking or reminiscent of or has some qualities of the stillness of shore this is amazing (laughs) as I say this I don't I have these moments where I'm doing these podcasts and I'm like oh my gosh this is incredible stuff like I'm not thinking of this this is not my creation I'm not like conjuring up this information creating it I'm just putting stuff together uh, connecting points that maybe you haven't connected yourself that I have not connected until now just blows my mind (laughs) so lovely oh I just have to revel in that sometimes um okay I have an invitation for you today think of a way that you might feel 
and rely on or lean into this delicate balance of foundation and flow what is what is something that's going on in your life right now in this particular season of your life whatever however long that is what's happening for you what's a thing where you can really lean into this concept of you being on this lake Um, you can lean into this balance of foundation and flow recognize where your stability lies that's a big part of this recognize from where you have come recognize your anchor points maybe that's people maybe that's experiences maybe that's memories or places or support networks or whatever that is we all need them we all need these anchor points um i like to i read a I read a chapter of a book that I by Henry now and that I've been reading to you guys a little bit the the inner voice of love um the inner voice of love yeah that's right and he said something about like you know imagine your support people are this rope tied around your waist that enables you to carefully enter into these new frontiers and expand yourself and expand your skills and your ways of being and and your you can enter into challenges that you've never entered into because you have this rope around your waist because you know it's attached to something foundational and something that's ancient and important to you and that anchors you as you flow and then imagine that flow carrying you with that rope tied around your waist imagine yourself floating and and breathing with you know all the effort and ease that is balanced in that moment and close your eyes and absorb it let it wash over you let it let that moment happen for you and take it in don't miss it um part of the joy of it is that you're participating in it and it's lovely um i like to think of flow and foundation and flow as the foundation is the center point it's this point from which you expand and the flow is this expansion in every direction from a point so maybe one of these analogies works for you whichever one seem you seem to latch on the most to great that's your that's your image um but go do this go find your flow and remember your foundation as you do it and go flow into your truest self and enjoy it for goodness sake because that's what it's there for just enjoy it my blessing to you is from a robert mccloskey book robert mccloskey is the guy who wrote make way for ducklings which is a classic child's book from the 50s and um he's a new englander robert mccloskey he's a new englander and he wrote this book called the time of wonder or time of wonder and it's about this family who goes to this island in new england every summer and lives there all summer and then um you know he talks about what they do on the island what life is like on the island for the summer 
the best parts, like these lovely images. Oh my gosh, it's such a beautiful book. It's like one of my absolute favorite books, and it's a children's book. I tend to really like children's books because I'm very visual and I love simplicity. But at the end of this book, Time of Wonder, Robert McCloskey takes this family back home. Um, they go back to, it's kind of like this this story about living between two homes. It's like the island is home in a different way and that, you know, going back to school and the fall coming and the summer ending is like this other kind of home, this other kind of experience, right? So maybe it's like the island is the foundation point and maybe the mainland is the flow, the, the point of flow, this place where being is expanded. Anyway, that's the little background here for the blessing. But here's the blessing itself. On the last page of the book, spoiler alert, on the last page of this book by Robert McCloskey called Time of Wonder, he says, Take a farewell look at the waves and sky. Take a farewell sniff of the salty sea. A little bit sad about the place you are leaving. A little bit glad about the place you are going. It is a time of quiet wonder. Thank you for coming to the table today, my friends, and may you find a lovely anchor point in your foundation and a beautiful dynamic current of flow. Take great care of yourself. Six years old Staring at my nose in the mirror Trying to dip my toes in the mirror Thinking who's that girl And does the mirror world go on forever Call me your road Sharpening the knives in To watch cartoons through the static Thinking where am I gonna be If I'm ever 23 old I'm looking at life unfold Dreaming of the green and gold Just like the ancient stone Every sunrise I know Those eyes you gave to me That let me see where I come from Guitar in the city Feeling like a star in the city And suddenly it seems that I'm where I'm supposed to be Oh, and now I'm fully grown And I'm seeing everything clearer Just sweep away the dust from the mirror and we're walking hand in hand on the warm white sands I'm looking at life unfold Dreaming of the green and gold Just like the ancient stone 
every sunrise I know those eyes you gave to me They let me see where I come from Ancient stone Oh green and gold Ancient stone Oh green and gold Ancient stone Green and gold Ancient stone Green and gold Just like the ancient stone Every sunrise I know Those eyes you gave to me Then let me see where I come from I'm looking at life unfold Dreaming of the green and gold Just like the ancient stone Every sunrise I know Those eyes you gave to me They let me see